0: Welcome, welcome back to the Primetime Podcast. I am your host, as usual, Marcos Cabral, Charlie Suarez, Georgia Costa, and with us today, William Ledesma. Welcome back, Willie. It's been a, it's been a very long time, buddy. We've it's missed you. Been a long you. time. You've been way too busy for us, and I do not appreciate that <laughs> at all, one bit. Uh, for those who are looking at the scenery behind us, yes, this is the new studio. And thank you, uh, Mr. Charlie Suarez, p- for putting this little thing together right here. Appreciate you, he, buddy. He threw
1: in the Chuck flavor. He yeah, chewed, there we go.
0: He home away from home. He sprinkled just a few things. Just a few things. He did a, an amazing job. and we. I, I feel very like very I'm a, in
1: a combination of, uh, I don't, know if, like this, no, I don't know if I'm waiting in line in Disney. It's like a nightmare. It's a nightmare. I don't know if I'm waiting in line in Disney on a fun ride or if in my son's room. Uh, with all the heroes but I this actually awesome. like the vibe I have the Star Wars listen over here this is <laughs> this is when
0: you binge watch a lot of like cool movies for the weekend and then this is what you dream about on Sunday night everything's just coming at you at once
1: one of the girls actually uh, commented that they're like well it's a little too too uh, boy, too, manly. too boyish for me I can't do a podcast in it
0: <laughs> we're gonna throw a pink ribbon just yeah right Charlie here. you forgot
1: to add flowers <laughs> it's and, and it's rainbows right there
2: oh no, Marilyn Monroe's right there no we're not
1: we're not inclusive of
2: Actually, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even see the so roll. Charlie, Did she
0: see this?
1: No, I don't think she's saw right that. right there. There it is. Yeah. I did good. not
0: see it. No, the she, flower's right there.
3: Though. And there's a flower right there. Listen, you
0: did an amazing job. This Thank is, you. This looks unbelievable. So we appreciate you, buddy, for taking the time to, Thank you. to do this. For we the, wanted to take it to show. another
3: level, so I uh, put my uh, memories back. You know, as you guys say, I'm an old man. I love it. And uh, it reminded me of a lot of good things since childhood and, and the new things coming up. And George was a big, uh, or was it you, Marco, starf, uh, Star Wars fan? I'm
0: actually none. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. But well, listen, I love it regardless. I, I love actually do. It yeah.
2: looks look amazing. I <laughs> the wrong podcast room. Wait, wait,
3: wait. So, so I'm at the wrong podcast room. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> A lot so going on. Let's jump into a couple of
0: It's been a while since we've been back here, so it's definitely a <clears> lot to catch up on.
1: Rates have shot up another two points since the last time we spoke. I think it's been two weeks and it's shot up. No, I'm just kidding.
3: Yeah. <laughs> the world's falling apart. It's a joke, but it's not a joke.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. So, so
1: rates are obviously, um, every time you look up and you run a new pricing or, or you look at the mortgage-backed security market, you see a huge dip. It's like every other day now. I think- and we've been talking about it since the beginning of the year. Obviously, since th- we started uh, uh, the new season and the new uh, show, every time we come on here, we're constantly looking back to look forward. I think we've, we we reference 2007 a lot. I think 2022 looks like a lot like 2007. Uh, recession is becoming uh, um, obviously every ever every day is becoming much more of uh, probably realistic that's going to happen at the end of this year. I think we're we're all going to agree that recession is probably. It's looming. Looming uh, very closely.
3: Uh, it's starting to look like, like uh, 1970s again. You guys were not around at that time. No, I wasn't uh,
1: born, actually. I know,
3: but I'm saying it's going, starting <laughs> to look a lot like what happened in the 70s where it was a perfect storm brewing, and uh, it looks like it's starting to happen again. So, Yeah. So
0: today is the gloom and doom Armageddon show, for those that haven't figured it out. I, I came in here with a
2: great <laughs> attitude, and now I'm, I'm about to cry. I want to go home. I want to go home. <laughs> I thought we were going to call it the, like, the, the, no, re, the we're, reset We're going to find a
1: solution to everything. That's there's, we're always solution there's always a solution to everything. There's always a solution. That's one of the takeaways, actually. Some never, of the let,
0: never let a good crisis go to waste. Exactly. Absolutely. Yes, wow. And at Absolutely. the end of the day, this will create opportunities regardless of whichever way it goes. So we're ready for whatever comes our way. And we've seen this thing before. We've read this book before. So whatever goes, happens. But there's just a lot going on that's kind of causing all of it. Well, how lucky are
1: we we to be in the best state? Let's agree that we're in the best state of the nation. 100%. If you want to be in a state when the shit hits a fan, (laughs) you want to be in Florida. I think that that's... that's, Tell me. I
3: agree. (laughs) It's not. I agree. Absolutely. When shit hits the fan, you just go out to the beach, get a nice tan. Yeah, we got great weather, great, great food. Great weather, great food. You know, it's uh, and uh, no state tax, no state tax. And if everything
0: goes to hell, we can live on the beach. That's pretty good. You wake up to the sunset yeah. every day. That's
3: right.
1: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so inflation obviously is having a big uh, uh, impact, on everything that's going on with with both the stock market and, and our interest rates. Um, where do you think? Kind of what's in the news right now is this new uh, five point eight trillion dollar budget proposal that's that's glooming. How much is stuff, I don't know if you guys have read it, how much stuff is in there that's gonna further impact inflation? Well,
0: there's a lot. Right? I mean, the first one is raising the corporate tax rate from twenty-one to twenty eight percent. So what kind of impact do you think that's gonna actually have? Right? When we're already kind of battling so much, what do you think raising the corporate tax rate from a twenty one to a twenty eight percent
1: will do to the market? I mean, right? I mean there's different theories in that but I'm I'm a firm believer that you raise expenses on anybody, they're gonna come up with a way to cover those expenses. And one of the fastest way to cover those expenses is to raise raise prices. Raise prices and raise the cost of goods um, that they're producing. Which gets no, trickled down to the average consumer, which in, makes things much more expensive and, and which inflation. adds to the inflation. Exactly.
3: Right. And well, cut ex- exactly. expenses by laying and go of employees is another one.
2: not only yeah. that, that's what I was going to go with like how does it impact like the little people? like At the end of the day, if I'm making less money, I got to pay less, and I really can't pay less because they're trying to raise the minimum wages. Now you got to lay out people or go more. But then it's the whole thing, right? So I got to pay more,
0: so I got to raise my prices <clears throat> to the consumer. I can't pay the people more, which are, in essence, going to be the those same consumers. So, I mean, it's like you're, it's the same vicious out.
1: circle. And if you're a company where now you're in a position where being in a country where it's not as friendly with taxes what do you do as a company do you relocate to another country that's more tax friendly like for example Ireland i've been looking at Ireland every day <laughs> Ireland has a 12.5% corporate tax rate so which is almost half of what they're thinking and so whether they raise the cost of goods to cover the, the 7% hike or they just lay off jobs because to decrease salaries which hurts the employment numbers right. it's just it's just i don't I, don't, I, mean, I mean, everybody has their own side of the political aisle and where they stand on it. But I just think that from a mathematical standpoint, you things get more expensive. You have to fire, figure out a way of covering for that additional cost. But what's the mortgage industry like in Ireland, though? Like, <laughs>
3: how do we get <laughs> licensed? I, I don't think there is one. There, there's a farming industry in Ireland. <laughs> <But> <laughs> no, there, there is. is. a mortgage. There is. That's what we have to look up when we have to get licensed in Ireland immediately. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> something uh something also pretty crazy is obviously and I'm not too keen on what's the specifics of the so-called billionaire tax. Uh, but they're thinking well, of Well what's
0: your tax like? What's their tax like? <laughs> you know, name? your first hand no. know what what kind of tax
1: that is. you billionaire <laughs> you the billionaire tax. I just feel like there's there's an attack all around on the individuals and the entities and the companies that create jobs, um and uh, and maintain the stock market at a certain price point. I think that if there's an attack on all angles, it is a, in my opinion, I think that it is a perfect storm for how to um, get the, as much money out of the system. I mean, if you're a billionaire and you're going to get, you know, do you move your money around?
3: What happens in those in those
1: situations? I guess, I don't even think, do you think it's going to get past the, the budget
2: proposal?
3: I, I don't know. It's, it's right now, it's, I think it's, you know what's going on in the Senate and in Congress. It's uh, 50-50, uh, one pulling one way and one pulling the other way. It's, it's something that if you look at it in details, um, there's a lot of stuff there. There's a lot of money that's going to be spent, useless money being spent again, money that we're, is going to things that really doesn't have um, anything that really the, the 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 public wants out there to, to, to have. Then you're going to have a lot of issues too with um, tax. Would they have the new stock market thing that they want to come up with? You know, for unsold, uh, they want to tax you for an unsold uh, stocks uh, to see what happens. Well, what is it called? Something on if you
1: side. have,
2: if
3: you have le- if you have, I think it's gains. he's referring gain. I think it's over a so, hundred million dollars. So you're going to look into a crystal ball and realize and think, hey, well, he's going to make this much. I'm going to tax you <clears> for it. So you're getting taxes before it actually does happen. How do you think that's going to fly? Let like me, let me that ask, that ask that you What's going to happen question. to Wall Street then? It's going to disappear? Because you're going to be taxed well, if for you get if you get
0: taxed, I mean, let's take us for instance, right? Everybody <coughs> here invests here and there, right? Yeah. If you get taxed on, unreal, uh, on, on unrealized yeah. gains, are you going to continue to keep your money invested? No. no. I mean, Absolutely. at that point, you're just going to sell your stocks and just pay whatever it is. You're going to so realize your gains. That's reas- yeah. the reason why you wouldn't realize no. it is to kind of just keep I it in play and let it, you know? So if you're going to get taxed on it, I just don't see how that could. Ca- I don't know if it'll get passed the way it is. If it does get passed, I feel like there has to be adjustments
2: because it just doesn't make no, any sense. No, but I do have a question because every every part of this, um, I look back and okay, they're looking at see what happened last year. So let's just say Florida, for example, everybody moved from Florida. I have people, people from Canada, Chile, Brazil, even from New York coming over here for lower taxes, whatever. And, um, now I think the corporate tax rate, I looked it up is 15% in, um, in Canada. So I was like, well, where would you go? You want to just go to Canada, right?
1: Well, you got to look at different, uh,
2: what I'm trying to picture is everything that they're doing is trying to slow down what happened last year. So I'm going to segue into the 1031 exchange because they're slowing down investors from investing in real estate to allow primary home buyers. They're slowing down people from the stock market because a lot of people made a lot of money in stock market that aren't paying taxes in last year. It's like they're trying to slow down any positive thing that happened last year. Well, that's another one
0: that's in the proposal. So I know you kind of segued through it, but, I mean, let's explain that because we're all in the real estate industry here. They're literally trying to end the 1031 exchange as part of this bill, which is huge in this market, you know? I mean, it's what, I mean, most real estate investors take advantage of it. Can you imagine them taking away the 1031 exchange? What will it do to the real estate
2: industry? Right, it's what they're trying to do, they're trying to slow it down what happened with uh, a couple of months back when they raised uh, the rates for investments and, and that type of properties. You they're think with slow the slow high
1: down. increase in rates, I mean, we saw rates jump from the threes January, we're at the end of March, heading into April, and now we're looking at some of the rates getting open up in the fives, and I think sixes are around the corner, obviously. Um, quickly, such in the, in a high, fa- yeah. So what happens to valuations of property valuations towards the end of the year? Do we expect a, a decrease in valuations of, of properties because affordability factor is not there. Is it going to be just based off of state? You know, like it's maybe you have a price correction in New York, but you may not have it. You will have a price increase in Florida because it's just an attractive state for everybody. Uh, I would say globally at this Some point will is. probably suffer, some will probably won't, but the affordability
0: is going to be an issue. We talked about this on, I don't know, a few podcasts ago when, when our rates were still in the twos, threes, right? Mm-hmm. Where we're like, okay. Home prices are appreciating at this rapid pace, right? So you got a property before that used to sell at 300000 And a year ago, year and a half ago, it's selling at 500000 right? But the $500,000, you are getting it in the high twos rate, low threes. So that affordability, it, it makes sense, yeah, right? Now when you got a rate in the fives, a half a million dollar house is not so attractive anymore. You don't really qualify the same as you used to. That's where it'll take a hit. Right, the the home prices have to adjust, because then who's going to be able to afford it? Unless we're going to go s- back to stated, stated all over the place. But
2: I mean, this is it becomes an issue, a natural thing that happens. So I was talking about that a townhouse that I saw. That towns by size and by when it was built, it should be worth let's say three hundred and fifty thousand a year and a half ago. Those townhouses were selling for a dollars right? I know because one of my clients was going to buy one, and then they ended up buying a house like down the block, smaller mm. for three fifty. That townhouse today, because people didn't want to live in that neighborhood before, now wanna live in that neighborhood, is three eighty. It's worth as much as the house, but before it was worth half, right? So what's happening is that naturally we always go through, I guess, gentrification or whatever, people move into undesired neighborhoods and that comes up. It just happens so fast. Like this townhouse went up more than fifty percent basically in a year.
1: You it's got a lot of money you have a lot of money being pumped into Florida from Gosh. everywhere. Catch purchases. We have 30%. we have LOs have been trying to secure LOs they have been trying to secure their own properties as primary residences where they're offering ten, twenty thousand dollars above asking price and they're getting being out cash by outside investors. You just got people from if you're gonna have a huge devaluation of currency in a country where there's gonna be a radical shift, and we're seeing this in every other country, just about every year now, there's there's new radical shifts in countries. And i I mean, I'm not gonna get into specifics, but when you have a radical shift in a state or a country and you're especially in a country and you're trying to pull your money and you're you don't care that you're gonna just park it into a hard asset into a country that there's a lot of cash on the street especially in florida because it's it's a tax-friendly state it's a conservative state and you have the ability to you know convert into dollars when you you know we saw that with venezuela you know we saw that with venezuela if you don't take out your cash quick enough it's worthless of course. So we see that we see a lot of. I've seen a lot of Canadians. I've seen a lot of Colombians. I've seen a lot of Chileans really investing nice. in Florida. That's keeping that. So I think that it's the first time that we're, we're we got to kind of like dissect where yes, there might be some price deteriorations and valuations in other states, but Florida is a very 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 unique state.
0: So you think because of that, we may maintain. Values. I think so. Values I maintain. think we'll maintain.
3: I don't think we'll see the that nineteen point what nine was nineteen point four percent. What the increase of the properties was uh, from the beginning of the year to now. I don't think you'll see that happen. But I think because rates are going up so right, fast. Right, because rates are going up so high. Because what happens? The blue color, white color individuals now don't qualify because right. of the prices. Going back to what you said about the interest rate being higher, and this is only the beginning of the interest rates increasing we don't i, know I do
2: want to clarify this. it's not just the interest rates the rates going up are affecting insurance rates going up taxes, everything is going up the whole because they look at us like the bad guys oh your rates went up so my payment went up no it didn't your insurance rates just went up everybody's calling me their insurance rates went up from last year to this year and it was a big jump you know so across the board everything is going up i like, feel
1: I've, i mean uh, there, there, there's definitely going to be a segment of the population is going to get harder obviously middle class every, every day the middle class, class that's it it's um, the middle class it's gas prices are going to continue to rise it looks like uh that I don't know, who knows where that ends up and obviously that affects everything else if gas prices go up everything else costs more your food is going to cost more you know so um affordability for housing is 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 definitely a concern and certain um,
3: um look at the rent yeah look at the, pro- the national rent average is 1813 for for a property mm-hmm. in rent here yeah we, we have a state which is strong and people make decent money but what happens when you go out of florida eighteen hundred dollars when you're when you're getting paid ten dollars an hour 15 bucks an hour
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah
3: that's that's unfeasible mm-hmm. yeah. for a lot of people yeah. so it's 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 a little bit of everything increasing i mean there's going to be a lot of changes and and unfortunately i don't see an, anything getting better anytime soon things are changed i'm sure like marco said or where there's always a chaos there's always an opportunity and i think that as as we are right now in this company that we're in and I think that a lot of opportunities will rise, but it's going to be a, a bumpy road.
1: The other, the other thing is, obviously, uh, there's, and we've talked about it in the other podcasts as, as well, there's been a, a huge help with the liquidity factor and the new products that have come out with a non-QM. But how, we've seen how quickly those things can disappear from one day to the next, either because they get priced out of the market or just the secondary market, in terms of the, who buys these loans, says, hold on, let me just stop real quick. Yep. we have the very popular debt service coverage ratio products that that have become very popular in the non qm space Bank semi loans PL oh, only you know so from uh from a from a originating standpoint those products are necessary as we continue and and my fear is that you may be relying on those products to qualify a lot of ours and 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 from one day to the next they disappear so, how do you think, in terms of if there is a huge market correction in the stock market, how quickly do those products go away, and how does that affect the immediate pipeline? Um, can it can it go from? C- will it be a gradual decrease in volume, or can it just um, shift dramatically from one day to the next just because of you don't have those products? And how strict does the regular, gubby, conventional products get in that know. in that in that atmosphere? If you
2: remember back, I guess in 2008, and this was I, I this like. Gives me a little bit of panic attack when, when I remember this. It's like every Monday that I show up to the office, it was, we don't have this anymore. It was like everything was like okay, you just dropped twenty five percent of the pipeline, twenty percent. Every just and then up to like okay, do you have one loan? Yeah. <laughs> you know, every Monday it was like something was so, so that's true. how fast. Do you remember the uh,
0: the the mortgage implodometer? meter? I used to have that thing up every day, <laughs> and every day a couple of lenders would go out of business. Every day a couple of lenders would go out of business. So we were literally monitoring <laughs> every day, and we're like, every single day there's at least two lenders going out of business. It's insane. So, But it's part of it, right? And, and I remember that because lenders were going out of business. Then you have to shift, and you kind of got to go and, and, and figure out what the next lender is or whatever it is. But then the market came to a screeching halt, right? And it, like, purged the industry. So many people left, some people stayed, you know, and it kind of just cleansed it and started all over again a few years later and then it started getting hot again. Now, does that happen again
1: this time around? Well, I think it's, look, I don't want to be the doom and gloom guy, but I do, uh, it's important to know what it is. (laughs) That's who he is. It's it's important, and the reason I say it is because it's important to know the state of market and where we're heading and what the sense of urgency is from an originating standpoint when you're speaking to clients and how, how, uh, how important it is to lock in a rate before it continues to go up. How important is it to uh, – because, listen, cash flow is going to be king during a recession. So if you're not taking advantages of using property values where they're at to de- consolidate your debt and lower your, what your your monthly output and expenses, if you're not relaying that as an originator to your past clients. Well, they have if to be advisors. Not, if, exactly. You have to be more advisors. Obligation. Sometimes you have to take the, the ability to make a decision on behalf of the client and say, look, I understand you want to shop rates. But I'm going to lock in your rate because I know when you call me in 48 hours, this rate is a half a point higher. You know, And I've seen situations on the sales floor where you know, we're wait, the, the, these, the loan officer is waiting on the okay from the client, and it has, you guys have to be in a position where you're reading the news, looking at the market, and making decisions on behalf of your client and being the best financial advisor in those standpoints. 100%. Right? And using, using the tools that we have while they're still available, to put these borrowers in a position where cash flow is better. So you re- you're reducing, you're doing debt consolidations, reducing their monthly expenses, and you're reinvesting whatever p- equity they have into cash-producing f- properties so that you're reducing your output, increasing your input in cash flow, and that's going to weather the storm in a, in a recession, right? Because cash f- cash flow is, is king um, in that. So I think, and I have my sales meeting tomorrow, I think that... Uh, we've been, we've been, you guys have seen that. Um, people are calling me the doom and gloom guy, and it's not
2: the doom and gloom, it's, it's, reality. it's, it's reality. For the reality. You gotta be ready for what's coming, Nick.
1: yeah. It's just or, or knowing where you
0: or, or, or maybe
2: stop saying the word recession or
0: understand. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's a natural thing, <laughs> the, the maybe, reset, maybe that'll bring rates <laughs> no, down. It's just <laughs> understanding the market and kind of just paying attention to what's happening. That's right. all it is.
1: If I and tell you a lot, rates are going to go up, and, and then the next week you say. I thought you were joking. <laughs> you know, <what> it's <laughs> like, well, it, you know, you're you got to be in tune with all the tools. You got to look at charts at mortgage-backed securities. You got to know what's going on. how does a, a 5.8 trillion dollar budget proposal, if it gets passed, how does that affect the market? All those things are very important from a originating standpoint to know what's going on and how to stay ahead of it. And and then it makes you that much more savvy when you're having the conversation with your clients who are saying, "I'm going to wait." You know, because your rate at four and a half is too high. And then you wake up and it's Tuesday and now 5.1 is too high. You know, so, right? <laughs> I want to talk about that. And I have a client, continues.
2: active client right now. And uh, we started the loan process. And I'm like, look, rates are getting up. We need to get move on. We need to lock this in. Oh, no, no, no. You know, I'm going to shop around a bit. This went on for like almost three weeks because he's like, no, I'm leaving. Then he'll come back. No, I'm leaving. Then he'll come back. Every time he came back, the rate was like literally almost a half a point higher. Every single time. Oh, but you said this. I'm like. Unless you decide, this is what's happening. Yesterday's the, price is not today's price. Yeah, but
0: <laughs> that's what you need to say every time. But the price least, changed.
2: He went to everybody in the world. He's spoken to everybody in Miami. We're closing him. We're closing him next week. But
0: but a lot higher than what he would have. Yeah, we we're, were just taking we the,
2: f- and we explained this to him. But you know, obviously, we know what we're looking at. We know that yeah. we have George to let us know all. Listen, the Listen, sometimes consumers scenario. are
0: just inherently, you know not very trusting yeah. you know and they just think that they are out to get them
3: yeah exactly they think it's a car dealership
0: yeah right versus uh you know it's really so you know i'm so being your advisor i'm trying to show you and teach you exactly what's going so on so let
3: me put a question on the table so how much do you guys think about uh the uh, war going on in ukraine and, and russia affects us down here when it comes to to all these uh hikes and prices and everything you guys think about that you mean like a technical sense yeah, or I mean, on no i'm like talking about uh, well they're globally. saying there's, they're I saying mean, that food
1: shortages is going to be a thing because of the wheat production 30 percent comes out of there so obviously if you have food shortages the price of food yeah. goes up which further affects inflation right so i would say that's one aspect of it
3: um that's why they're talking about there's a perfect storm brewing that's part of it too of everything that's happening. Yeah, at the there's just so time. many factors I feeding we into the same Look But
2: Look, but
1: to that point, right? Like I and just said foreclosures, do you think that foreclosure would be an uptick or did we see COVID as a preview of all COVID. these new tools, all these new tools that now you well, can prevent the, foreclosure because well, you go file forbearance for a COVID excuse or whatever it is and you have that's forbearance possible. for 8, that's 12 possible. months? And so you're not I, really going I don't for foreclosures. think
0: foreclosures would be a thing because people still need their properties. But what I do think but is if you can't a make lot more money. of that. Yeah, if you can't make your more payments. forbearances. A lot more forbearances for sure. People will take advantage, and the government's already rolled that out like uh, it's candy. So yeah, they're going really to do it if it week. does, But if a recession does hit, let's say, right, you got food shortages, higher gas prices, higher prices for, for the consumers. Higher interest? Well, higher interest. But if the recession does hit they're going to have no choice but to bring rates back down. 100%. So Otherwise, for those, the economy stops. Right. So for those people that are actually hesitant on buying or whatever because of these higher rates, just take the higher rate, and when the time is right, refinance to the lower rate because it's going to happen yes. if all this hits. So it's it's a way of kind of, kind of looking at the glass half full. Do I just good. think that
1: those tools weren't available last time around, and the fact that you can just call up your servicing company and say, hey, I, I'm going to take a COVID forbearance, is that still going to be a thing, you know?
3: Is COVID still well, a thing? Well, the covid, I don't know, COVID <laughs> ended once, <laughs> the, it, uh, yeah. unfortunately, once the war started, which is a sad thing for Ukraine, um, COVID ended. You never hear You never <laughs> well, hear it. it now, let me is, ask
2: you. they still
1: talk about it
0: on the
3: is news. The like co- is the is. COVID forbearance still a thing?
2: So that's what it, is, I was, I was reading an article thing? about this. Uh, and, and, if and if it's not,
0: it, then it'll be the recession
2: forbearance. It's a forbearance period. There's always a forbearance. There's always going to be a forbearance available. It's always been there. It's just knowledge. People getting knowledge. Um, but I was reading about the foreclosures. They said the foreclosure rates did end up going up. But they did a study is that everybody who foreclosed, I guess now, where people were going to foreclose before COVID and COVID basically bought them an extra year or two or whatever. Right. true. So um, it's just knowledge. People learned how to save their homes. People learned that, hey, look, I'd rather own my house at whatever rate, it doesn't matter the rate. Because if something happens, at least I can explain, look, something happened, can I get a deferment, can I get six months, eight months, 12 months, whatever, and rather being a a renter and say, look, I can't pay my mortgage, I'm a rent, well, you have to get out by the end of the month. So people are learning, and that's why they're saying, I'd rather always, always, at whatever rate, own a home.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, because at least at the end of the day, you at least have a fixed fixed amount versus you have to move out because I'm renting or whatever it may be, right? So. It still works out better in the long run.
3: So let's, let's, let's change a little bit and go something on uh, some good news here going on. So what do you guys think about those heats? The heat just clinched the playoffs yesterday. Uh-huh. The first in
0: the Eastern Division. So it's going to be white hot playoffs all over again. Um, so we got to figure out a way to go to some games for sure. For sure,
2: we gotta go. I just gave up my I season tickets. So who was uh, at the game where uh, Spolstra no, you're lost still it? Part on, uh, of this,
0: so you still get the stuff. I think we gotta call. We gotta make sure we we secure the seats we for sure. <laughs> I think you can. I think you got first dibs anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so,
3: what about uh, who won the one? was on,
1: I was saying who's at who's at the game? Because I don't, I, don't know, I didn't wasn't at the game, but somebody was at the game. Oh won yeah. And, I uh, wasn't there. I wasn't there. But he uh, threw he the the on. board. They went through. They went on a four game losing streak after that.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, it's. Team. Not I went to the Kings. Got game a little though. heated.
0: I think they're good now, though. So, Udonis Haslam. Shout out to the legend, <laughs> the enforcer. That dude does not. I mean, that dude's like, wait, you said what?
1: <laughs>
0: does not uh, care who's around. He will go at it, and they still, they still show him so much love. We were at the game the other day. He played two minutes, the last two minutes of the game, and it's just.
2: Yeah, uh, I was gonna say I went to they the game were loving and it. everybody was. It was loving like it. we were beating him by a landslide, and they put him in. He scores one point and, and everybody goes crazy. Everybody went crazy. Like, oh, like, it was like the biggest thing ever. It was He, got a, he got a rebound.
0: You couldn't hear anyone. <laughs> everybody was cheering so loud. What's it's your a, favorite player crazy. on the team? On the team. <laughs> favorite player on the team right now? I mean, look, Jimmy Butler to me obviously is you the best You can only player. pick one. That's the rule. Well, Jimmy Butler to me is definitely the best player in the team. He's, 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 he, he takes it for sure. I like Duncan. Hero? Yeah, I guess he taught our hero. Tyler Hero, No, Tyler Hero, he's gonna be amazing in a few years. You know, he's still coming just off the bench. He's doing amazing off the bench, though. I know. You I just, just he's doing you really, see really, really the good. you see the added. No, it's most definitely. The whole yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. So shout out to the Heat, and we gotta go to a few games for sure during these playoffs. And with that, we will end it. Thank everybody for tuning in. Appreciate you guys. Till the next one.
1: Bye.
3: <laughs>